Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Music of Life Church Podcast. We are going to discuss the three classes of spiritual gifts episode. If you haven't heard it, please give it a listen. We're going to break down the episode so that you can help people who've been hurt by this topic. I'm Pastor Jonathan here with Pastor Joel. Pastor Joel Swikowski, welcome to the Music of Life Church Podcast. Thank you. Yeah, it's great to be here with you. And uh, wow, quite the episode. Kind of a cliffhanger, though. Dude, all like seemingly all cliffhanger. Right. Yeah. What are your thoughts? I think it, it, we have to walk this out because it is a complicated and a confused topic. So similarly to the God's nature. There we go. We're right. Yeah, yeah. We're totally right back in that world. Yeah. So I can say this, the, the trajectory of, of learning more about these three classes of spiritual gifts aren't going to happen just back to back to back to back, but they will happen this season. Mm-hmm. We will unpack these, these, this season. And I think it's going to blow some people's minds, but even just in and of itself, I can see the benefit of taking this slow and having just this episode be bringing resolution that really we shouldn't be just making a list of every word we see in the New Testament that talks about something to the effect of a gift and throwing it into a lottery bucket and right. twirling the handle and picking our number. So that's what I feel like it is. It's just a randomized selection of all these different roles and gifts and names that just have been lumped into one thing and it's not helping anybody it's actually hurting people so just the just the understanding that these are there are three types or classes of spiritual gifts i think is a benefit just to start this path the right way to help people know we're going to unpack this and give you resolution in those three areas i think is a benefit enough just to start from there Oh, and I think it, I think it is amazing because honestly, one of the the last lines that you said is this is the single biggest reason people don't see church as a benefit Yeah, where it's like, man, there has been so much damage. It's basically, you know, I can see this episode as there has been so much damage and division that's happened in the church based upon how spiritual gifts have been handled. Yeah. And so to potentially, especially in a podcast format to go, here are three gifts. Here are what they are. Here's which part of the Trinity was offered to do all of that at once might cause people to just get pushed over the edge. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. But yeah, I love this. I think it's it's real important. And it is the, you know, the the fact that there's been so much damage in this area, I think manifests itself in, in a few different ways. I think it makes sense to me why there would be a loose side where people are just like, I don't know, everybody can do these. Just just do your best, right? Right. 
on that freedom side, right? Just do the best you can. You're a believer, whether you know it or not, you're a spiritual being operating according to something God's put in you. So just do the best you can. Mm -hmm. But understanding the specifics of what we have and what we walk into as it as to what the responsibilities and the burdens and the, the gifts God's given us, we can do it on purpose and have a bigger impact on the church on purpose because of that. We're talking about the way God has given us the ability to operate as a community and to facilitate his will on heaven and on earth as it is in heaven. That's, huge. That's why we're missing the biggest benefit, but it also makes sense why people don't even want to talk about this. It makes sense why there's denominations that one of the founding beliefs is that the gifts are dead. Right. Even the gifts, you right. know, like to say the gifts, not even picking out the specific class. It's just the gifts are dead. And it's like, maybe because it's easier than trying to just figure out what, how these work. I don't know. And then there's denominate entire denominations that say, if you aren't doing one or two of these, you're not even a believer. Right, man. So you know what? I don't want to talk about it. More often than not, I get more hurt when I do. <laughs> right. But God calls us to a higher purpose than what I want. There's a right way to discuss this stuff. There's a right way to understand it. There's a right way to apply it. And I'm really hoping that these episodes that we cover this season are going to be a benefit to a lot of people yeah man i mean when i when when i first learned this it was just and the people that i've taught who've been humble is just blown the hinges off of the way that you can impact the church right and it's so it's so settling it is. you know if if being wrong I always say that being wrong is feels so much better than feeling unsettled. Yeah. yeah. Where you're yeah. like, when you're wrong, you just know that you're wrong. And it's like, okay, this is what I can do wrong. And this is how I can fix it. When you're unsettled and you don't have the words for what it is, you're just like on a sinking ship. Ugh. and you don't know where the hole is so you just sink and, and sink you, and sink and if you don't have the tools to deal with being that feeling of unsettled the right way so often that's what causes people to have really bad behavior yeah to try to overcome that really icky feeling yep we do stupid things to make ourselves feel good yep so for, you know, for our, our, our listeners, or if you're listening and you're helping someone who's has a, a extensive experience in spiritual gifts and they are not teaching that it's related to God, the father, God, the son, and God, the spirit, uh, just hold on. Yeah. <laughs> right like go slow you know go slow yeah, uh go slow go slow take your time and and maybe it's like the god's nature you know one of the things we talked about there was an entire episode dedicated to god's existence where we really helped people understand when you're talking about god and whether or not he exists you need to start with what's the definition of god 
and and really him being a first cause before you get into the identity. So going slow with the spiritual gifts, the class, the three classes of spiritual gifts is first getting to a point where you can come to some understanding that there are three different types before you start talking about how they're used, who needs to use them. Nice. Why they're used. It's good. Start there. And if you can't come to an agreement that there's three different types, I wouldn't even continue the conversation. And I love that. Did you know the, the defense for both the strict and loose side were, did you know? Right. Or are you aware that there are three different types of spiritual gifts based upon the Trinity. That's a pretty safe way. That's a pretty safe truth, in my opinion, to present to someone to find out if they want to go further. Right, right. And I think once we get into each individual class and and dig into each each type of spiritual, each class of spiritual gift, you'll see it's, it is pretty clear as to which member of the Trinity gave which class of gifts. So it is something that everybody will be able to do, but for now it's just recognizing there are three different types and that the entire church is meant to benefit from these comprehensively. So everyone in the church will be benefited in every way that God wants us to benefit through these gifts. Yeah. I mean, we've been, we've been promised a fullness, right? Yeah. In the church, we've been, Jesus said we would do greater works than him. So, you know, people talk about that, that (laughs) Jesus sized hole in their heart. Yeah. This is how you fill it. <laughs> nice. Nice. Spiritual gifts. That's how you get that fulfillment. Nice. That's cool. But we're walking around in a dark uh-huh. room, you know, bumping into stuff, trying to do our best. We we need to, and these episodes are going to help people turn the lights on. Amazing. So we turn the light on to, there's three doors in the room. Yep. <laughs> right. Yep. So we see three doors. Cool. Oh, that already brings resolution. Yep. Exactly. Connected so. to the Trinity. Oh, yep. that sounds so cool. Yep, exactly. Right. There's a Jesus door. There's a God the Father door. There's a Holy Spirit door. Yeah. Or there's a, yeah, anyway, without getting, <laughs> I'm like going to commentate into other episodes. Can you give us an overview of the strict and loose perspective again, Pastor Joel? Sure. The strict side is like the personality test. You take this big questionnaire and really it turns all the spiritual gifts into tasks that you have to do that everyone needs to do. And where this really gets damaging is in an experience like what, what you had, where it's like the, the pastor gives you this questionnaire and then your answers determine what the pastor can now ask you, or maybe even just tell you what to do in his church. Yep. The loose side is your spiritual. It reminded me a lot of season three, the sanctification stuff. What do I do after mm. I'm saved? Or how do I grow in this? And the, the answer was, don't worry. You're saved. Don't worry. Christ has made you righteous. It's his responsibility. 
Mm. Where with this, it's very similar in that tone of you're spiritual. So whatever you're doing is spiritual. So really don't worry about, you don't have to put a name to it, Jonathan. Yeah. Just be spiritual. You are spiritual. So just keep, keep doing your best. So that's it. Yeah. And I can see that with the, with the, uh, this limitation perspective, the strict perspective as people are just wearing themselves out. Yeah. Just, and, and they're, oh, they have to, you get, they could get, put themselves in a position to just be killed by church leadership. Like, Use your gift, you know, do all of these gifts, do all of these things, a list of 150 things, like go, 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 go. And with the freedom side, making Jesus responsible for what it is that I'm doing and feeling just completely aimless. Like, I don't have any. So here, here are the two options that I have in terms of serving the church is I kill myself with tasks yep or i feel completely aimless yep and i don't know how to how to give and how to serve so it's either yeah complete limitation serve 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 or nothing at all and just float around yeah yeah i mean i'm i'm not questioning why people are leaving church. No. So can we look at the three categories of people from the perspective of self-esteem? Yeah. And I'm going to take the description you just gave and, and push it through. Cause what I'd see is someone with low self-esteem in this area would be this aimless person. Mm. And the issue though comes in is how when they, like it's not so much i mean it sucks being aimless but we've all been there mm-hmm. the issue really comes in when these people rationalize that aimless as if that's how it's supposed to be i'm aimless i don't know what to do but you know what i'm spiritual i'll just keep trying and or you know what i won't put i won't put so much pressure on myself and I'll i tell just, you yeah i was going to say i'll tell you what happens is that if someone is if someone is aimless and they're then they don't know what their purpose is my belief is that humans have a tendency to measure what is impactful based upon quantity oh nice right yeah. so the positions the giftings the abilities in church that have lots of people giving them attention yeah and affirmation so all <laughs> why is everyone trying to be a pastor? Right. Why does everyone want to be on the worship team? Yeah. Why does everyone want to be a speaker or evangelist or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? All of these gifts that seem to be out in front of people. Well, because we're going to measure something. Yep. We as people are going to measure something. And if, if you're going to just tell me to be spiritual, it's like, well, then I'm going to, and I'm going to do, if you're telling me to do the best gifts, then I'm going to determine 
what the best gift is based upon how many people are looking at me when I do it. And that that's in line with the low self-esteem because these people are have a, a big tendency to get the energy and the, the good feels that they're looking for from external sources. They don't feel good about who they are internally. So they got to find those things outside themselves through affirmation, through compliments, through, you know, attaboys. Yep. Appearance. Yeah. Then there's the, the mid self-esteem people are like these people that you said are burnt out. Yeah. A lot of times they get burnt out because they don't know what they're supposed to be doing, although they know enough to know there is something specific that they should be doing. They keep, they get frustrated because they, they just, they've tried and tried so many different things and nothing seems to work. And no answer, the only answers they're given are just keep serving. Just, you know, the only answers they're given are, you know, the word says, you know, to, we all face trials and, you know, all these platitudes they're given that just lead to more frustration. No, these people want the right answer and they're not given it. And maybe they get so burnt out. It's just like, this isn't coming to church is actually increasing my anxiety. Right. I'm having panic attacks in the parking lot, not wanting to even open the doors. Cause I can't, I can't do what they're telling me to do one more week. And I know I'm missing something so much. The mid self-esteem is these people who they know enough to know what they've been given. Isn't right. They know they're missing something. Yeah. And then the high self-esteem people, these are the ones who are, they are joyful because they're operating in the position in the, the role in their uniqueness, according in the gifts that God's given them. And they've found the way that they can have a positive impact based on who they are, that confidence in their, in themselves, that self that God made them. They found the way they can impact the church in a really positive manner. And even to the point where they become an example to others and and ideally get to the point where they're able to help others do the same. That's awesome. Yeah. I really see these, the, the low self-esteem people as are like those who are, they're either bosses or they're the people that are being bossed. Yeah. You know, they're either, so they are just getting overworked or abused or overworking or abusing other people. Yeah. And I, I can see that mid self-esteem category of people who just don't have any joy. So they leave. It's no, I, I got no joy, no fulfillment serving in church. So why would I do that? And, and then that high self-esteem category of people who have joy and fulfillment in their church. And and these are the people, they have so much in themselves that they have the energy within them that now they're on the track to helping others too. Yeah. That's where we see the high self-esteem people as we tend to see the, that's where the leaders are. The yeah. true, the true leaders. Yeah. And I really, I feel like that's a rare, that's a rare category of people who 
also in this in in the high self-esteem is that they serve and they give and they're they they experience joy and fulfillment and and energy to the point that they do they they can give it to other people and they want to be there like so so much of the time you and i will joke about going on sabbatical yeah to get energy and you're you're sitting there going hmm how many pastors are in the wrong spot? How many leaders are in the wrong spot or not having the right support around them, not ha- not being surrounded by, you know, misapplying how these gifts are all used and intertwined. So they don't know that they're being zapped of their energy. Yeah. And to have I've... these gifts be lined out like in a clear fashion of, okay, let's get this thing organized gifts from God, gifts from Jesus, gifts from the Holy Spirit. Now let's see how these are used in the church. And it would be really interesting if just that clarity in and of itself would provide a lot of leaders with a lot more energy. I think so. I know, I mean, you and I have known these spiritual gifts at the doctrine level and then even individually how they apply to our lives for years and mm-hmm. for longer than music life church even has existed. Yep. Back in our home church days, we were learning this stuff. I remember I had an interaction with a pastor mm. five years after music life church was started. So this was 2018. And I shared with him, I have never missed a Sunday. And, and I hadn't, not, not that I preached every week. In the first three years, I wasn't, I was barely preaching. I was just, I was an associate. I wasn't the preaching pastor. And even the first two years of being senior pastor, I wasn't preaching every week. So I made that clear. But he even said his response to me saying, because I was kind of like, I was kind of proud of it. Like, holy cow, I've never, like, I've never missed. Because in my head, I'm thinking, because I don't want to. I love it there. Right. I love the services we have. I love being with this people. I love being able to operate according to who God created me to be. His response was. It's the freaking place to be, man, on Sunday. Right. right? And he said to me, when I told him I hadn't missed a Sunday in five years, he said to me, that ain't good. And the reason why I found out later, he shared with me that in a recent Sunday from when him and I got together that time, he woke up on a Sunday morning so lacking energy that he actually had to call up one of his elders to preach in his stead. He couldn't make it to church. That made me sad. That's sad. So I feel like that's like the the two extreme sides of this is you have a pastor who's been leading his church for years and years who's just so burnt out and sapped of energy that he can't even make it to a Sunday morning service periodically because of how low he is. To you and me, a lot of times trying to squeeze the the times we do go on vacation or take weeks off around the weekends, if at all possible. So we don't miss church. Absolutely. 
now we've gotten to a place where we've helped other people know what roles that they're supposed to fill to the point where they're as energized as we are. So we can leave our churches knowing that they're in good leadership hands with people who are also feeling joy and fulfillment. But that's, that's still, even now what we're coming on nine years since music life church was founded. And I still don't ever want to miss a week. Yeah. And the times that I am gone, I'm thinking about it and wishing I was there <laughs> no matter how much fun I'm having with wherever I am. It's like, yeah. man, I'm missing, I'm missing church. I'm missing yeah. church right now. And that is a, that's a good feel. That's one of those times where I feel sad, where I feel good that I feel sad. Nice. It's a good, it's a good thing to feel sad about. Yeah. And it is, it's just, there's so much, when I'm gone, you know what feeling I don't miss is the fir- is the feeling of starting of like when you first show up. Like when the first time I show up at church, like it's it's tense. Yeah, there's this yep. tension right when we show up, right when yep. it's go time. And I, I sometimes sit there and I go, oh, I'm really glad I'm not feeling that. Yeah. And then very quickly after that, I go, yeah, but then what comes after that? You break through that tension Yep. That's and the you're energy in it. Oh, and then you're in it and you have in that moment in while, while church is happening, it is so exhilarating and it is so exciting what's going to happen. And it is this experience. Like, I don't know what's going to happen every week. Right. And that's where a lot of the tension comes in. Yeah. And then when it's over, it's just, I I mean, I can only think of a few times where I didn't walk away with more energy. Right. Right. And the times that I didn't walk away with more energy, I can think of those times being my fault because of expectations that I had. Yep. It was where my thought process was. And I I was the one at fault. It wasn't because... I didn't have everything I needed for me to operate according to how God wanted me to operate. It's because I wasn't operating in how I knew I ought to have been. Exactly. Exactly. Operating, operating from and, and within the gifts that he's given to me. And when I go outside of that or try to look for something else that's outside of that, uh, it always ends in a bad way. I always end up in a bad spot. So I am really excited to, to talk more about this and get some clarity on the gifts. Finally, Pastor Joel, would you, would you remind us once more what the ultimate answer is for this topic? Yes, there are three very different gifts from the Trinity that provide a comprehensive benefit to the entire church. So three classes of spiritual gifts that provide a benefit in three different contexts from the three different members of the Trinity. And once again, this is the single biggest reason people don't see church as a benefit. Man, so these gifts 
provide the comprehensive benefit. Yes. We, so essentially what you're saying is with these three gifts, all used the right way, we don't need any more gifts. We will not be wanting yeah, of gifts. There won't be something that we'd be like, well, you know, <laughs> if only we had this other thing, that's what we're missing. No, we won't be missing anything. We won't wow. be left wanting. And the Bible talks about that when we're walking with the Lord, when we're doing his will and his word and, you know, walking with him face to face, eye to eye, we won't be wanting for anything. And that, and these gifts will show, show everybody the specifics of how we can be part of filling that. That's exciting. I love that. That's a great perspective. The comprehensive benefit. So it's almost like when we lay all of these three gifts out, we could say, mm, something's missing. Something's lacking in the church. We could lay out all of those gifts and be able to assess our church based upon those things. If something's missing in your church, it's going to be one of these gifts is not being operated in. Yeah, that's good. There we go. Thank you so much, Pastor Joel. Thank you to everyone who's listening. This has been the Music of Life Church podcast. If you have any questions or comments or you'd like to hear a certain topic, please let us know. We'll see you next time.